All right, guys. Um, of course, we're here. Let me get my light. Uh, of course, you know me, Paul Glasgow, you know, Chad Marino, McGinsey, McGinsey Thorne, and Kendall Pruitt. We are all here to join you guys and uh, talk about what you guys have. A lot of you have been with me most of the day today, but we're going to recap and see if we can't get close to that 2000 live uh, member mark that we had earlier today. We had a pretty saucy show today uh, going over this Nashville shooting. And I think everybody's kind of been digesting a lot of what we've got going on here before I get into all the details and get our panel to start talking about their thoughts on this. Chad, what's going to be the method to get people to uh, come on here live? Because we've already got people asking what they need to do. Uh, I'm going to have a link. We'll put up a link. It's going to be a link to a Zoom uh, meeting. Uh, it'll actually kick off. It'll be available around 815. Um, I'll post the link on. You can join the room. It's going to put you in the waiting room uh, and you'll be auto muted. I'll, I'll kind of call everybody in as I think we're going to use the chat room, the chat area for people to post questions. That'd probably be the easiest way. Post your question in there. When when I read it, I'll, I may unmute you and talk to you or chat back with you and say, hey, I'm going to bring you on. And we'll bring them on one at a time. So the room in general will be muted. You won't be able to talk to really anybody else. It's really just to get people into our feed and into the system for audio. And, and we'll be able to bring you on air. Okay. All right. Perfect. It's our first time trying this. So you, I think your first one should be fun. Yeah. I think everybody's got to definitely bear with us on this because, uh, we may I think we'll get it though. I, I think it'll be work out good too. Obviously yeah, I think be good. between zoom and Streamyard, they've ironed out all the bugs. So, um, let me jump right into it, guys. And again, uh, Chad, any kind of links that you want to post up as we're talking about this, and if you want to take mine down, I'll, I want mine to be there so that we can, this is kind of like an argument that we've had all day today that we'll get to shortly that this might be confirmation. Again, might be because I've heard conflicting stories all day today. When somebody says somebody is transgendered, I, I don't know. <laughs> transgendered? Transgender. Yeah, Do they have trans, red hair? Transgender means that they, yeah, they're a red something. Natural uh, red. So Audrey Elizabeth Hale, who is the trans killer, um, they say is a transgender man who was assigned female at birth. The doctor assigned female. I guess that was uh something that the uh, was forced upon this person. So that tells me that we're dealing with a biological female. And in my eyes, we're dealing with just a female because you cannot or just, yeah, you, you can't reclaim whatever identity you want. So that's why I put this up there, Chad, if you want to swap that out, that's fine. But I was really searching for something in words that spelled it out because we've been debating all day long, because when you look at the pictures of the trans killer, man, you could, it could be a girl or a boy. You look at them, you're like, man. Look like you fit in both boxes, you know, no pun intended. Um, so the shooting took place at the Covenant School in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Um, reportedly about 10.15, 10.13, I think, to be more specific. Five shots rang out. Um, this is coming from a neighbor that was in the area. Uh, not long after, later, more shots rang out, and then a SWAT team was on site. Sounds like a SWAT team was on site, I believe I read, in 14 minutes. Uh, which is long enough to mow down a whole bunch more people, but still better reaction time than a 79 minutes in Uvalde, Texas. Um, mm -hmm. The claims are that this is a female. Earlier, they thought it was a teenager. Um, 
The claim is that two assault-type rifles, and I'm using that as in quotes because that's the quote that they made, but two assault-style or assault-type rifles, that's the lingo being thrown around, and a handgun were used. This person was a former student of this school. This person was 28 years old. Again, they thought it was a teenager at first, but later on uh, realized that it was they were 28. Uh, three students, unfortunately, were killed. Um, three nine-year-old students. And my son is 14, and I know all of you guys have kids. So I think it's really easy for us to picture our own children being in this type of scenario when we, when we see something like this. It's very easy to relate to this. Uh, three adults were also killed. One was a janitor. One was a substitute teacher. How horrible that is. What a day to be in there teaching. And another, I think, was a school administrator. Uh, this was a private school, of course, a private Christian school. There were no SROs on site, uh, school resource officers on site. At first, there were some claims that uh, the local officials, believe it or not, said that there were no school resource officers simply because this is a private school. And that's not true. Um, at my son's school, which is a private school here in Louisiana, we actually hire a school resource officer from the sheriff's department, which is the same place that normally would send them to a public school. So public schools have them at no charge to the school. The taxpayer picks up that. But if a private school wants to hire a sheriff's department SRO, the school themselves pay for that. And I think we pay about $58,000 for one resource officer at my son's school. Uh, this was a school of pre-K to sixth grade. So we had roughly from fourth grader, excuse me, four-year-olds to 11-year-olds. Um, the original claim was that this person came in through an unlocked side door. The story seemed to have changed a little bit over time because now they're saying that this person shot out the window, reached in and unlocked the door. I don't know about that. Uh, kind of wonder if maybe somebody's just trying to save face to make it sound like the school was kind of uh, locked up, but it does not appear that the school was locked up. I think, again, that's probably a correction they made to try to make the parents feel better that this school might have been some kind of uh, maintained from a security standpoint. Uh, came in through the first floor, went to the second floor, and that's where they killed all six people, three adults and the three children. They had detailed maps drawn of the entire area, this person did, and uh, it was a targeted school. This They intended to go to this specific school and to this specific location based on the maps. They also have a manifesto that they have not released yet that this trans killer released uh, or had at their house. Um let me make sure that I cover everything that I had written down. I don't, I can't confirm this, but um, somebody in the comment section earlier today said that Tennessee was voting on a bill in the Tennessee state house today on lowering the age to buy firearms to 18. So kind of a coincidental odd timing there. Um, the debate again was that this person, some people said it was a boy that a, a real boy with junk that, thought it was he was a girl uh, others are saying that it's a girl who thinks they're a boy that's why i put this up there because it does appear that this was a girl uh, that was confused and mentally unstable and thought that she was a boy so i'm going to go with that for now and i have several reasons for thinking that we'll get more into that discussion later i'm just going to start at the bottom kendall what do you think um give me your thoughts on this <clears throat> man it's um it's hard to think about and it kind of chokes you up because, you know, my daughter just turned 10 and uh, man, it's the last thing that you won't even think about <clears throat> is dropping, you know, your kids off like we do every single morning and uh, her not coming home. Um, 
man, it's literally, it's uh, impossible to even think about. <clears throat> but you also can't help but think that in those 14 minutes, the one thing that stopped evil was a weapon in the hands of a good guy. And so then you can only think, why don't more good guys have guns? Why aren't there more good guys there to get to do their their lawful duty, if you will? Um, and it, it, it tears me apart. Um, the, the other part that tears me apart is, uh, man, listen to some of the things uh, when that mayor started speaking that, you know, hats off to uh, local law enforcement. Uh, I, I watched a few things on it as well, uh, who were able to, um, I mean, this chick had a, a vantage point. She was on the second floor. Uh, so they're taking, obviously, fire uh, as they, you know, head that way. Uh, they said as they're approaching the school, uh, they took fire and then obviously breached the classroom and, and did what they needed to do. But <clears throat> the first thing that mayor said um, was, you know, obviously guns are to blame. Um, but guns also need the credit for stopping the madness. Uh, it, it just gets old. It's their same narrative. And it can't help. It, it sort of infuriates you just a little that you're thinking about these three babies that perished and these three, you know, 60 some odd year old adults that perished um, by the hands of a clown who, who didn't know that she what she was. And, and I almost think society's to blame for half of this, Paul. I, I truly do. I think we need to. We need to put society on on the forefront because we're allowing these people just to think whatever they want to think, however they want to think. I'm I'm this, I'm that. You're not. Let's just be honest. You're what you were born as. And I'm not trying to get into a philosophical philosophical debate because I truly don't care who you marry, who you love. Love is just love. Love people. But at the same time, if you're so mixed up in, in who you are, I read one of her posts um, that that. Uh, the New York Post actually had an article. I don't know if y'all saw that, but it was talking about, and I thought it was kind of weird, but women make up just 2% of mass shooters across the country, according to the violence, you know, project database. Um, and they're, they're, they're calling her a female. So, you know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes we're females, sometimes we're males, whatever we decide that we are. So you got this mixed up woke culture who are literally, they're able to vote, they're able to change things uh, in our society. They're, you know, obviously trying to change things as far as our constitution is concerned. Um, but you, obviously the thinking's messed up at some point in time that it's okay to go out and shoot children. Um, it, it, the whole thing is, uh, it, it's truly unbelievable. Um, I, if, it, if this isn't a, a wake up call for us to say, and we're going to have to have some kind of resource officer. We're going to have to have good guys with guns in place. Um, I was going with that New York Post, um, but it had her. I scrolled off of it. Uh, there it is. Sorry. Um, the following year, she posted a link uh, to a petition to keep guns out of school in connection to the Sandy Hook massacre in 12. Um, she wrote alongside the post. So important. So you, you have these people who, who are, you know, trying to, to, to do things and, and petition to, to obviously remove guns from school, if, if that wasn't her intention to potentially set up what she had going on, I don't know of any other. And, and again, who do we hold responsible for schools not being able to protect themselves? Um, those are the things I can't help but think about. And it, it bothers the shit out of me, man. Um, Cause the more and more you think about it, the more and more you're like, is this, 
are, are these your pawns? Are these children your pawns for your political gain, for your agenda, for your your taking guns away? I, I don't know, man. Um, I really don't even know where I, 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 I guess I'm real pissed off right now. And uh, I don't even know who I'm pissed off at. Obviously, her. Mackenzie, your thoughts? I mean, it's sad that we as a country keep dealing with this. Um, there's been way too many of these. And it kind of hits close to home. Uh, not that we've had a shooting here locally, but just recently we had our own threat to my daughter's school. She's in kindergarten. And just that threat alone, there was arrests made in it, um, teenagers. But just the threat alone gives you this gut-wrenching feeling to where you're scared to send your kids to school. And that's not a feeling you should have as a parent. And that's kids shouldn't be scared to go to school. Um, I think there's a mental health crisis in our world. I think we're accepting of too many things and people trying to be what they want to be. And it's getting taken way too far and out of context. And these people need actual mental health. And at the end of the day, they are, um, they're targeting our children in so many different aspects, not just schools, um, but they're targeting our children and it's disgusting. Um, I mean, if somebody has a crisis that bad going on in their head, I, I just can't fathom and I don't understand why it's being taken out on innocent children. Um, it does. Like Kendall said, it's, it, it pisses you off. It kind of chokes you up and it pisses you off to think because we all have kids and to think of this situation. Um, and then the fact, you know, going into the gun situation, I got into kind of a little debate with a local teacher here who said, you know, no, teachers shouldn't carry guns because I'm, I'm all for, I think, I think teachers should be trained professionals and being able to protect the children that they're with every single day. Um, because the only way to get rid of a bad guy is a good guy with a gun. And I firmly believe that, um, we wouldn't have to wait 14 minutes for law enforcement to come and do the job for them. Um, I think it needs to be legalized. And I had a teacher locally say she wouldn't be comfortable and their systems that are in place are good enough. And I don't, I don't fucking see that happening, um, when people are dying. No. And we'll get more into that later. Cause that's an excellent point that, um, you know, I think we need to make sure we stress that nobody is suggesting that we force all teachers to carry firearms. But I can promise you that if you made this almost like a free country and allowed people who wanted to and were capable, we might have a lot different outcome. And, and I'll, I'll cite some stats here shortly. Chad, give and, me your thoughts on the, I'm sorry. McKenzie. Well, and one more thing. And I mean, and let the choice be theirs. And like you said, we'll get into that later, but let the choice be theirs. And I can guarantee you, depending on states, more than likely more are going to choose to carry to protect their schools and their own. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Chad. Yeah, man, I was at work today and this came across my, my phone. I saw it and turned it on and yeah, I didn't really know what was going on. It probably had already been happening an hour or so. It was definitely over. Um, but I watched, you know, things throughout the day before we got on tonight and, you know, talked to a few people about it. And, you know, we were going back and forth. Is it a girl? Is it, you know, what true gender is it? Um, or what were they born as, as she, as she should say. Um, and for me, I was like, that's the first time in a long time that, or maybe ever that I can recall that I've heard it was a, a female shooter. You know, yeah. that's they always say that's the very minority. It's 98% males or, or whatever their statistic was. But 
you know, what you guys have talked about already and and everything is the transgender community as far as i know and what i've seen are not pro-gun people by any means so what made this person just decide to use the one thing that they probably you know protested against or fought against or were against or didn't believe in what made them turn and say i'm gonna use these as in this way you know um and two where you know they don't know i haven't heard where she got the guns or how she you know bought them if she wasn't you know i can't imagine she could have legally bought them you know that's a standard thing but it's just weird that you know being everything she was or, or portrayed he him she her whatever it's i don't know it's just an odd thing to just flip you know did, did they have prior training and before they decided to transgender uh, to change I, I don't know it's a weird thing i'm still thinking about that in my head as goes what what makes this person that was most likely probably against guns in a, in a very uh you know way it's it's weird i don't know i'm still processing all this it makes you think like what point did they have to prove yeah i mean how, well even though how do they learn you know someone's got to teach them if they walk in with what they say two ak-47s on and a pistol you've got to know the basic methods of how these things function you've had to have go somewhere and, and shot them um I, I don't know yeah yeah i've pulled a bunch of uh pictures off the internet today and um in fact one of our all probably all of our mutual friends just texted me this while we were talking he's watching and uh this picture only confuses me more best I can do is put it in front of the camera, but I'm trying, I'm asking myself girl or boy. That's the shooter right there. Holding an, uh, no, nah, that's not an AR-15. That's an AK. You can see the, uh, gas tube there. So yeah, they're holding an AK at the, um, at the range shooting an AK. And as Chad said, uh, they are typically not the people who are going to march uh, lockstep with the Second Amendment people, but you do notice how the trans killer is in all black. So that's indicative of that Antifa movement. I'm not assuming that. I'm just saying that that's that's kind of the ones you see that are more into that. Um, I just want to point out a couple of things that uh, have kind of come to light about this person. Uh, again, they do have their manifesto. I did, I think, put this up. Let me scroll back up to it real quick. I wanted you to see this. Uh, here we go. Police official said Hale, which is the trans killer, had formerly been a student at the small private Christian school, but they were still investigating when Drake said authority. Drake is the uh, police chief. Drake said authorities believe they understood Hale's motive, which Drake indicated was connected to being transgender. There is some theory to that, he said in response to a question. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. Um, one of the news reporters earlier, and I saved some links earlier. I'll try to scroll to them here a bit and I get to them. One of the news reporters during my live stream made the comment that this person was transgender, but there was no indication that they had mental problems. I'm like, you dumbass, you just defined the mental problem. I'm not trying to offend anybody. This is an absolute fact. If you are a boy and you think you're a girl, you have a mental problem. If you're a girl and you think you're a boy, you have a mental problem. If you're a person and you think you're a dog, you have a mental problem. 
This is a clear cut mental problem. If this person thought they were the wrong gender, which is what they thought, why are you questioning whether or not this person had issues? This person probably should have been, and I'm not one to prevent people from purchasing guns, but this person probably could have and should have been mentally adjudicated, which would have prevented them from buying a firearm. Now I'm against background checks at that level anyway, so I'm not going to go into that, but uh, there are laws in place that should have prevented somebody like this from getting a gun. However, they were never put into any kind of institution because, and this is some of the stuff that I think McKenzie and Kendall both alluded to. We have gotten to a point in society where when people think or do stupid, whacked out, crazy stuff, that's truly not or should not be acceptable. We're all shamed into accepting it. In other words, the attempt is there to shame us into to accepting that. Like I'm supposed to be okay with some chick that thinks she's a guy. I'm not okay with that. And you can't shame me into being okay with that. I don't think any of us on here are like that. And I don't think anybody watching this stream is like that, but that's what the mainstream media and society in general, the way the direction they're going in, that they would like for us to do. They want us all to fit into a box to where we believe all the same stupid stuff. Because if you can make people believe something that stupid and silly, imagine all the more believable stuff that you can actually make them believe. If you can make somebody believe that a biological woman like this trans killer is, if you can make them think that they should go along with the lie that that person is a male, it's very easy to convince them of other way more logical sounding things that they might go, hey, yeah, well, I can buy that because you were stupid enough to believe this. I think that you're going to find that society is not going to be so forgiving of that. Now, the one point that I would like to point out why I think there was a lot of confusion today about this trans killer, if we're going to all agree that this is a biological female, which it seems like everything is pointing to that now, a girl who thought that she was a boy, what led to a lot of the confusion is the mainstream media. You guys know how, remember the big bulky swimmer guy who was beating the brakes off all these girls in a swimming pool? Girl, 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 woman, female. Everywhere you turn, this is a chick. This is a female. Oh, she's so brave. She this, her that. She's clearly a guy. Everybody knows <laughs> that he is a guy. Sorry. But we're calling it a girl all the time. The news media called this biological transgender female a girl all day today. That's kind of confusing to me because you guys will right there. tote the company line all day long when you have a champion of your little transgender movement out there that you approve of. But yet whenever you don't approve of their actions, <laughs> now they're their original gender. It's funny how they abandon their own people. They're going to find a way to try to erase this because this is the kind of person they're looking to protect in many cases. So I know I'm taking too long. I just want to turn that back over to you guys. That's just my thoughts on where the confusion was today because they, they kind of shunned one of their own today and pushed them aside and would not call them the gender that they preferred. Oh, one, one more quick point. I made this point early on in the live stream earlier around lunchtime today that the reason why they were calling this trans person a girl it's because when they got to her, she was dead. So she couldn't say what her pronouns were. So they had to call her what anybody else would call a dead body that had all the resemblance of a female. They had to call it a girl because she was. She wasn't able to utter what her pronouns were because she was dead. 
So that's also why I was leaning towards this being a female all day long today. We'll get more into the statistics that Chad brought up about most of these types of rampage killers are male. But I just want to get y'all's thoughts on where the media is with this. And how do you think the media is going to run with this now? How do they shape this? Because it's going against everything that they think. That's exactly what you said, though. That, uh, that was coming to my point. But the New York Post, uh, obviously, you know, we know where they stand. Um, but even they aren't calling. I don't. I, I foul it up, too. So him, his pronoun, if it's that's what he identifies as, they're blatantly calling it a she. And they're talking about women being 2% of the, the uh, you know, mass killers. I'm like, dude, where'd y'all's narrative go? This don't fit your, your bullshit what you think is is correct. So not not she's a woman at this point because we, we don't want to offend any transgender, even though she was a transgender. It's just a joke. The whole thing is, is a joke. It's a farce. It's a laughable. Literally, the news, it's not even news anymore because they've just put out what they want to say. That's the whole part that pisses you off. You got these people thinking they're normal. That's not normal. It's not normal at all. If you're born with a penis, you are a man, period. You don't get to go in the girls' bathroom. You don't get to compete. You don't even get to be woman of the year. I thought, I thought Dave Chappelle had a great piece on that, and he, he, he made it laughable. But how did a dude win woman of the year? What, what, what is the SBN? What, what, what is this whole thing? It's, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And we're over here buying it because we don't have enough of us, or maybe we're just too tired of fighting all the stupid shit. But to say this is – Man, y'all, this has got to be so far out of the way that you have to see that this is, it's it's lunacy. It's it's literally lunacy. It's 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 something you can't even like dream up or, it's not even. I don't know. The narrative has to be so far bad, but I guess just like you said, they believe everything. Today, I'm a dog. My kid, or one of my kids, said at their middle school, you know, somebody thinks that they're an animal. Well, how in the hell has some teacher not said, "Look, bud, you're not an animal." And you're not going to piss on the floor in here. You're going to haul your ass to the bathroom and you're going to pee where you need to pee. And if you're a boy animal, you're going to pee in the men's bathroom. That whole thing's a joke. And we're allowing this crap. It, it, it blows me up. So then we, so far, this thinking, this ideology is so far removed that they don't even, they, they can't even see that these little lives, these, these children are special. And you're going to go shoot them. Bow. And just take that life, sniff it out, just like that. It's unbelievable. But your your mind is so warped that you don't even know what to think anymore. And we're allowing this, and we're 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 we're, we're pushing this to the next this next generation to for them to think it's you know we stand up for it and say hell no it's not. And then you know our kids are probably like ah hey, my dad's just a little bit crazy. Um, but you know maybe they just buy a little bit of what we say. And then it starts to just the numbing effect and you dull it down like water on a rock. It gets me fired up, man. And, and I probably need to shut up because I end up going on a tirade. But man, I just coming from a, a woman's point of view, Mackenzie, I would like to know, is that not offensive? And I, I don't want to just get off this transgender shooter. I really don't. But it's the whole it, it's all lines up. Is it not offensive to you as a lady that a dude won, you know, woman of the year or whatever? And they're getting crowned and all this stuff. And it's not a woman. It's just not, not just weird. Am I the only one that thinks that? 
No, I mean, I think we're all in pretty much agreement. and any woman that I've ever spoken to, I feel like they're trying to wipe women off of the map. Um, and they no. say they're not trying to do that. They're, they idolize women, but they can't even tell you what a woman is because they're trying to change the meaning of what it actually is. And we're being quite literally wiped off of the map and from our own sports, uh, from our own homes, from anything that we, we've ever been. Um, they try to take away our womanhood, our motherhood, um, they're trying to change the the names that they call women in certain words, breastfeeding to feeding person. It's, it's all bullshit. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it pisses me off because I am a woman and that's not a woman. <laughs> I want to point out real quick, one second, Chad, to, to Kendall's point about um, talking about, he mentioned Dave Chappelle. I couldn't help but think of when I mentioned that the, uh, the wackos on the far left are not claiming this as one of theirs now. They're just calling it a girl instead of a boy. I remember the Dave Chappelle episode whenever the ra they had the race war where the black people didn't want to claim OJ because he was a killer. Like they gave him to the white people because he acted too white. It's like they don't they don't want to claim their trans as being one of theirs now. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Y'all can have that's a her now. That's not a he. That's a her. This is a draft. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. The race draft, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think the transgender aspect of this is just something they aren't typically used to dealing with in this type of situation. It's just not a common occurrence. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if they're going to, how long they'll portray that or if it kind of gets, uh, maybe they don't want to. Maybe it's it's you know, about what happened and it's, you know, it's obviously about the guns and, and more stricter rules and laws and things like that. But, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm with everybody here. It's, it's, it's a mental illness uh, thing here. There's something going on. Um, you know, uh, we don't have the answers yet. I don't know if anyone does, but it's, and they've mentioned that. I think watching the news and, and in general, they seem to mention mental health a lot more now than they used to. Um, I, did you not see that at all, Kendall? Cause I actually saw that in some of them. No, I'm with you. It's, it's like, I feel like you're stating the obvious, like what you're saying I'm in line with, but I'm like, are we the only four people in the world that think like, like, this is definitely something wrong? Yeah. No, I think I'm, most I'm, people are just kind of scared to, to speak up about it because until people kind of build their own backbone, basically, we've made it way too acceptable and common for people just to cancel you or degrade you for your belief systems if it goes against theirs. If, if you <laughs> have a more conservative view and you're, um, you're, you're rooted in those beliefs, you're canceled. You're, you're wrong. You're, I mean, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a, you know, transphobe or whatever. What's it called? Transphobic, I guess, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it's called, but you you're silenced because if it's not their belief, there is no belief. Like it's that agenda or there's no agenda. And I think the media is going to really play this down because I think this is the first I actually I don't know um I think this is the I mean kind of at the forefront of them dealing with a trans shooter um specifically a female I, I haven't heard of many females shooting up schools so I could be wrong about that but I think they're going to tread lightly on this situation given the facts at hand and I don't think it's going to make much media news no there, there's right. not many statistically um I believe it's at two percent women who have been involved in mass shootings, so to speak. Um, and 
psychologically and physically, again, I'm sorry, we have to go back to the fact that we do have two genders and they're distinctly different, not just in strength and what they can do, uh, but also how they think. And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is there is science that backs up, real science, not Fauci science, that backs up how men's brains work, the chemical uh, makeup. We're talking about dopamine, serotonin, all those things like that inside a man's brain makes him more reactionary, um, a lot less. So I know I know we could poke fun about these things, but these are statistical facts and scientific facts that men will typically do things in a lot different manner and women approach them from a much different manner. Um, it's just a fact. I mean, I know that Mackenzie, sorry, but I know most women are crazy as hell. I mean, that's, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give you that. Most women. Why, are just why do you think that most men, why do you think the people, the leaders in the world, the people that run big companies that run the world basically are primarily men statistically, because they don't let their emotions get involved. We are yeah. emotionally driven human beings. And that's just a fact. With, with this person being a woman, I, I'm really, for, for one thing, you're going to find psychotropic drugs in their background. And this is not a knock against all people who take mood altering or psychotropic drugs. SSRIs help a lot of people in the world. I'm aware of that. I know that. And uh, there's way more people that probably are helped by SSRIs and any kind of psychotropic drug than are hurt. But there's a lot of over-medicating of people in this world. And I can guarantee you that we're going to track this back to somehow. And again, I'm not putting blame on medication because this is still a person who pulled the trigger. Um, I'm, I'm again, I'll repeat what I said earlier on, on my show is that uh, I'm all about accountability. I don't care what things led up to this person doing this. They still pull the trigger and they should be held accountable. And I'm glad they're dead. But with that being said, there are things that trigger these types of events and push a person along the way. Now they have to be strong enough to not succumb to that. But at the same time, there are, life events that make people do various things. I mean, you get depressed because something in your life happens. You didn't want to be depressed. You know, something just happened in your life that puts you in that space for a short period of time. Some people can't, can't run from that. And most of these SSRIs and psychotropic drugs, they have black box warnings. In fact, I think almost all of them have black box warnings and that's given by the FDA. And that tells the doctor who does never communicate this to the patients or the patient's parents, by the way, I'd like to point that out, that these drugs can make a person manic, uh, psychopathic, suicidal, homicidal, um, go, go into fits of rage, not to mention all the other things that, you know, diet and things like that, weight gain, weight loss, all those things. But these are things that are never discussed. Anybody on, and again, I'm not picking on people who take these drugs because again, they help a lot of people, but I'd be willing to bet that most of the people that are on here watching this live stream who probably are on these types of drugs, I'll bet you nobody told you that this drug could make you manic or suicidal. And the sad thing is once you determine that a person's, let's say they become suicidal, and boy, I've got some studies I could show you where people went into some, uh, some testing and they six, I think six people in a particular test for an SSRI became suicidal while they were running the test and they had to pull them off immediately. Problem is when you pull a person off these types of drugs, in a lot of cases, they become even more suicidal or manic or homicidal. So the problem is, I think that we're dealing with somebody who probably was caught in that loop. Again, not yeah. putting fault on the drugs, just saying. We've both spoke about suicide in, in some of our previous shows and how bad it is and how 
you know, a problem it is with people that don't mean they're just suicidal and they aren't on any drugs. Like right. you said, take mm-hmm. someone that may be suicidal, doesn't necessarily portray that to their physicians or doctors. They're put on this medicine and that instead of making them better, it just enhanced that feeling they That's have. Right. That's right. And and maybe even blurs their their thoughts even more. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's well, a, it's an issue. To your point, a lot of these drugs will not put somebody in a state of uh, euphoria or something, but it blurs their sense of reality. So, like you said, if they're already kind of in that state, now they get to a point where things don't seem really real. And when things don't seem really real, they don't seem really dangerous. Like you mean, maybe more apt to do things that you would not have normally done on, on off of the drug, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a huge topic that I talk a lot about. Um, it's one of my most passionate topics, but I, I there's part of me that I, I don't discredit modern medicine. Um, I think, you know, if I'm in a car crash, please take care of me. However, we are an over-medicated society fueled and, um, the, I mean, our profit goes all to big pharma profits trillions of dollars every year because, I mean, healthy people don't make or yeah, healthy people don't make uh, big pharma any money. Um, we are a, a very over medicated society. Uh, we're not we don't go into the doctor. They don't teach us how to eat healthier. They don't teach us how to heal our guts, which a lot of our a lot of mental it's you can look it up. A lot of mental issues are actually stemmed from an unhealthy gut and the way that you feel your body with so many processed shit that the U S allows in our foods. So I could go off on a tangent on that all day, but we are an over-medicated country with very small portions and small uh, resources to psych evaluations and psychiatrists. Basically Um, they just want to shove medications down your throat and say, here you go. But rarely are these side effects even talked about. Well, real quick, if you can met the more people you can medicate, what happens? They become dependent on the person giving them the medication. So now you mm-hmm. have a controllable society. Again, not stating 100%. that everybody who takes medication is in that category. I'm not I'm not implying totally. that. But no one can sit here with a straight face and tell me that we are not over medicating the population today. We we are. We're completely right over medicating. Yep. And I am willing to bet that nine out of ten of these shooters were on some sort of medication. Well, I can prove that to you. I wrote a, I wrote the book on it. So I was gonna say there's a book written on that, huh? Yeah. Is there? I didn't know that, but yeah. I, I would I mean I wouldn't doubt it in the light in the slightest. Yeah, I, I this that's why I say this person here is gonna fall into what I identify in my book as the devil's triangle. That there's the three things that are so common are first they come from a broken home of some sort usually fatherless homes because 79% of the people incarcerated come from fatherless homes. It's statistical facts. This is not mm-hmm. about race. It is an actual thing. So broken homes are usually now broken home can be anything from uh, a person who is mentally abused, physically abused, sexually abused, or parents who are uh, substance abusers of some sort, not present, uh, divorced families, just a home that is not ideal, which I know that sounds a little bit like a broad brush because who has a perfect family, right? I mean, does anybody really, um, you know, no. I mean, nobody has the, per- or grew up in the perfect family, but still, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then from that goes, okay, you know, we had, and again, I can send you to my book, how to make a monster.com if you want to go there and get it, but it's got definitely some correlations that once that person is an abused family, 
now they become kind of to themselves and all that. Oh, well, guess what? Little Johnny's uh, antisocial. Now he doesn't play with the other kids. Um, maybe he's depressed. So do you put him on drugs? This person you think has ADHD at a young age when actually they're just being a child. So let's put him on a drug so that he's more controllable in class. Next thing you know, you've created a little dope head because you're feeding him all these drugs in school and he's seven. And then at some mm -hmm. point, this kid becomes even more suicidal into himself because now he doesn't have possess the right social skills because he's on medication that blurs his sense of reality. And now he gets bullied. And the book that I wrote shows you that those three things, again, I call it the devil's triangle. When you have those three things present, <clears throat> it's not to say that when all three of those are present that you have a rampage killer. But guess what? All the rampage killers did have those three things present. So not everybody's going to be rampage killers, but every rampage killer did have that. And that is, that is an absolute fact. Um, mm -hmm. We can talk more believe on that it. later. No, no, I believe it. Um, I'm, if you guys want to keep the conversation going on that, I'm going to go hunt some other links. Cause this is a pretty fluid thing right now. Uh, what they're still trying to figure out what the hell happened. And uh if y'all want to carry the discussion on, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I, I like to say I, two things. I did, say they, would, they, they did confirm that uh, they went to the school. It was a former student. Yeah. Yes. I did see that. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, I want to, I want to, I want to address two things. One of the comments, wandering spider um, in the second update, the order of that little short fat white mare that they have uh, be, I assume he's a mayor. I don't think he's um, anything more than that but nonetheless uh now states that guns are now the leading cause of death for children and i couldn't help but appreciate wondering spider the leading cause of death for children is 100 percent abortion no questions asked <clears throat> there is no debating that whatsoever uh good call on that but the second thing paul that you said is about the yeah, ad that little short fat guy um the, the second the second thing you, you made mention, and I think a lot of parents need to, to face up, uh, you know, m one of my kids plays uh, baseball, and uh, I like to call him roommates. One of my roommates plays a little baseball, and uh, there was a child on one of his teams. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to point anybody out. But at the age of 12, the parents allowed the son to use a form of cannabis <clears throat> because of his, his anxiety. And, you know, I had a, a talk with the parent because, I mean, he was always getting the munchies, obviously, uh, staring in space, uh, often took naps, um, side effects, all of cannabis, short-term memory loss. Um, I was trying to be funny, but nonetheless. Um, but I'm like, you, you do realize anxiety is the body's natural response to being a little nervous. You understand that nerves are a very good thing. It lets you know, man, maybe I should have prepared more. Or, man, this is really freaking important. But that adults get nervous. Children get nervous. And this is how your body responds. And so these are things that they're learning life through baseball. They're not trying to become professional baseball players. They're learning how to deal with these big things in life by saying, man, I did this when I was 12. I can overcome this obstacle. I don't necessarily have to go, you know, it. Um, I, I can just deal with this as, as I should deal with this, but we've started putting children on cannabis. And again, I think, I think cannabis is, 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 is way far better than half the stuff that big pharma is pushing out. So don't think that I'm anti uh, that in any way, shape or form, but I am saying that some of these 
bad feelings that we get are not bad feelings. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be anxious. These, these are the body's natural response. And this is what you grow from. This is, oh man, when you didn't do your homework and you know you should have done it, or you didn't study proper for a test, that bad feeling you get in your stomach. That's also the same feelings that when I decide, you know what, I might go shoot up a school. I get this bad feeling in my belly that says, man, this is a bad idea. But if I'm so numb to the effects of these, this, this body that I have being chemically, you know, essentially balanced or unbalanced by all these drugs, I don't really know what's up or down anymore. <clears throat> and we've said, it's okay. Just keep on going. You shouldn't be anxious. You should be nervous. You shouldn't be That's total bullshit. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to queue up this, um, video Clown. real quick so we can put in there what you were talking about let's see here our police and fire department so this this morning i was in boston to see my own son's sporting event and now i am overwhelmed at the thought of the loss of these families <clears throat> of the future lost by these children and their families and the leading cause of kids get death now is guns and gunfire. That's not true. No, it's not. And that is unacceptable. But I want to thank the fast response of our officers. Guns are quick. They don't give you much time. So even in a remarkably fast response, there was not enough time. And those guns stole precious lives from us today in Nashville. And in this dark hour, let us support each other. Let us go and hug our children a little bit closer tonight. And thank you all for being here. And I want to ask Chief Drake to come and give us an update. Okay, let me kill that. Thank you, Mayor Cooper, again. Thank you all for. All right, so that's the guy Kendall was talking about earlier. Um, I. In fact, I want to remind everybody, by the way, Chad, if we can put that back on screen, the the link you had. Yeah. If anybody wants to join the show live and be on here with the panel, you can go to that link right there and we can bring you into the room if anybody wants to be on there. Uh, something new we're trying. So I would love to have anybody on if you'd like to, just to give your thoughts on what took place today. Um one of the things I always like to do, and, and of course I did in my book, and this is not about trying to sell my book. I'm just saying I always like to approach things a little bit differently because we're always accused of the wrong thing. I'm talking about us being on the uh, Second Amendment side. As you guys know, I'm a big Second Amendment advocate. Okay, what are the solutions? I've, I've got plenty. Um, this that took place today, and in many cases, many other events, including Uvalde and a lot of other places, um, I'm going to give you my what my solutions are, and then I want to see what the rest of the panel has to say. I think that my solutions would probably put an end to most of this. Um, the first one is harden our schools. This person originally, they said, they said walked in through an unlocked door, but they had to retract that later and say shot the window. Okay, if somebody wants to shoot a bunch of kids, is breaking a window that big of a deal? Did you really harden your school by putting a painted glass right by the door handle? So that's not a hardened school. Don't give me that, that somehow or another, what you have done has hardened your school because you locked the door. 
that's not sufficient. If you've got panes of glass that a person can knock through or shoot through simply to unlock the door, you have not hardened this school. Metal detectors. Okay, realize this person came in through an unlocked door. At the same time, this person probably could have walked in through the front door. And we see students going classes or, excuse me, in schools all the time who have guns. Why? Because they don't have metal detectors. So they're able to walk right into the school with the gun concealed in their backpack. The second thing is what we touched on earlier. Set up a program to where these teachers can be trained who want to carry a firearm and allow them to. I have a statistic that anybody can fact check me on. Anybody. Go fact check me right now. Google it if you want to. I don't have to look it up because I know the name of this. I know or I know the fact of this. I know that in my lifetime, nobody has ever shot an innocent child at a school where teachers were armed. I know this. Google it, look it up, and send me the link if I'm wrong, but I can guarantee you I'm right on this. Why is that? Because people who want to shoot and kill as many people as possible don't go where they're going to meet resistance. They don't do it. Why do you think they go to schools? Now, this person obviously seems to have had a tie with the school. So there was a little bit more that attracted them to this school. But there are rampage killers throughout history who have just done an eeny, meeny, miny, mo and didn't know anybody at these locations and just went to kill a bunch of people. They chose schools, but they knew there were no guns there because they knew there were gun-free zones and they knew they would meet zero resistance. In some cases, even when you have an SRO, oh, uh, excuse me, SRO, school resource officer, the worst you have is an older weight, very old man who has a Glock on his side. That's the most resistance you meet. And these people are going into these schools with an AR-15. Well, they're pretty much going to outgun even that school resource officer if that's your only line of defense that you have. That's not enough. We need to have teachers out there. These people don't fear these school resource officers. It's not perfect, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have school resource officers, but they are definitely not the be-all, end-all. We need to have a lot more to protect our children. And I do this because I care about children. I bring my kid to school every single day. And I know for a fact that my son's school is locked up and has armed security there. I wish it was better. I wish the teachers carried firearms too. And I certainly don't think and not implying that every teacher should have a firearm. I know plenty of people who are teachers that I don't think should ever be able to own a firearm, let alone carry one around my child in a school. But do what you have to do to make it acceptable. In all the states where this is allowed, where teachers can have these firearms, you're not seeing these school shootings. You're not seeing anything like this. So that's my solution. And Chad, what's your thoughts mm-hmm. on this? What would, what would your solution be in a situation like this? You know, I mean, I, I have kids at school still, too. So I, I go to schools and, and uh, we do some work currently with some other schools. So I've actually been tra- traveling to different schools in the parish or area here. And, you know, you, you got to go through. The, everyone says sign in, you know. Uh, but I've been to some and can walk through the gym door, you know. So uh-huh. and even going to them, though, it's like I've, I've gone to the office recently and I've signed in. I'm like. Is there anything else I need to do? Nope. And they buzz you right in. And they don't know me because I'm, I'm at a school that my kids don't go to. We're just doing some work there. And and we were let in. So, I mean, we're going there for a specific event, but that doesn't mean that it's any less of a security issue, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think the schools have locked down way better than they were, you know, when we all went to school. There was nothing like that. And and some schools are better at it and 
you know, their initial reports were this, with, that there was a, a door unlocked, and now they're saying they shot through the window to get into it. But, you know, Uvalde was a, an unlocked door a teacher had propped open. Um, you know, and then teachers might open a window. There's just there's just so many ways that you can lose that security of a of a facility easily by someone that may not even intentionally or realize that they're doing it. And it just mm -hmm. happens to be at that wrong time in the wrong place that they left something open or unlocked or someone didn't get checked um, or go through the proper, you know, there's just, there's a school like that or a facility. There's so many ins and outs. There's always people leave and come and go. And uh, you know, if you're in a high school, you might have seniors, juniors coming and going from the parking lot. There's, there's just so many points of entry on these things. It's, you know, it's hard to, to secure. I'm out. I'm fine with uh, resource officers and, and, and them having guns and, and being there. Um, I, I do think that Nashville police did a great job in their response time. I mean, they were, they were in there and, and done. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think you could reasonably get any faster unless they were any closer than where they were. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's right. tough. You gotta, you gotta lock things down and, and people won't like that. And it's an inconvenience and, you know, but I, none of us want that call of, you know, and then even in our, our area, I'd say once a month, every two months, at least there's a, there's a kid arrested for making threats. Yeah. It happens all, all or the time. With a, or with a gun at school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they are, they find a gun in the backpack or, or whatever. Um, but and, you know, at least kids are reporting that they're, they know that's coming in, you know, or they know that person's making a threat. So it's, it's good that we hear about it and that, but it's, it happens way too often. And I'm sure that's just our little area. It's happening all over the country. Well, and I think too that, you know, a lot of this is we have, we kind of have the mentality, um, especially I think either smaller schools or, you know, schools that are like, like our schools more out in the country. Um, everyone thinks like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. And that's kind of a mentality that I think a lot of schools have is like, oh yeah, it does happen, but it's not going to happen to us. And so like Chad said, it, it kind of becomes like an inconvenience to just continue locking everything up and have high security and check everyone in, yeah. but it's necessary because you absolutely don't know when it could be you um, and when it will be you. I think and, they kind of let like, their guard well, down because nothing ever happens, yeah. but yet they're doing all these strict protocols and like, well, nothing ever happens. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. So it's one time. fine. Yeah. And they yeah. let their guard down and it's usually the people around that know that that guard is down and they know where to go. All of these gunmen have either gone to school there or they know they do go to school there. They mm -hmm. know how to get they know in. the schedules like, and everything. Yeah. Right. And it's like last week, it was actually kind of mind blowing because I, I was thinking of my own kid. I had to go pick up um, one of my best friends, two children, the school. I mean, the people at the school don't know me, but I call and I say, Hey, you know, I've got to pick up so-and-so and they're like okay yep i'll send a note to their teacher and i'm just like it was over the phone i'm like anybody could have called you and they just let me pick up these kids yep. and i'm like i that's crazy to me apparently i look like a trustworthy person which thank god that i am but i think a lot of times we just have our guard down and you know i worked at a hospital for many years um and at, when it when it was after hours the hospital closed up visiting hours were over all of the doors were on an automatic lock and you had to get buzzed in. And I don't know why schools aren't secured the way hospitals are or the way that airports are, because it's shown time and time again that schools are primarily targeted. I don't understand it. I don't know why they don't go shoot themselves up. And I'm so sorry. I know that sounds so awful. But at the same time, it's like, why the schools and why is the security taken so less seriously than hospitals and mental institutions and airports and all of those things. 
Um, I mean, I think there could definitely be more security in place. And on top of that, like Paul said, you know, allow the ones who want to carry to carry. There's some people that if you're if you're a nervous wreck and you don't like guns, then please, for the love of God, don't carry a gun because you're going to do more harm than good. But allow for those who want to carry and who want to protect to protect. I grew up in Montana. Um, I grew up on an Indian reservation. I graduated with 17 kids. Kids would go hunting before school. We were allowed to have guns in our cars out in the parking lot. Nothing ever happened to our school ever. No one ever threatened anything. No one ever did anything because they knew that most of the kids there probably had a gun in their truck anyways. And so did the teachers, but it's just like, we've made it so accessible and we've made these gun free zones and all of these things where we're scared to, we're not allowed to protect ourselves. And this is the result of that. Yeah. And if, if I could, Paul, I hate agreeing with you. I truly do. Cause I like to be the, the yin to the yang, but there's only one surefire way because if you've ever been mad enough to, to get in a fight, right? You, you've now reached that point where you're like, I don't care who in the hell's in the way or where in the hell we're at. I promise that when I see you, it's going down. It is what it is. I've made my mind up. There's a mental decision and it's over with. It's done. <clears throat> we, we can't think in our minds like the, the trans killer. We can't think that oh, a door was unlocked. So kind of like a dog. Oh, the dog got, the dog got out. Well, the dog got out because we left the, the, the gate open. That's not how this works. They decided that they armed up, they vested up, whatever they decided to do, that they're doing this today. You can have a locked door, two metal detectors, and two old guys with, you know, 15 rounds, and they go in. I don't know why they would have two ARs and not just a ton of mags, but it is what it is. <clears throat> and bam, 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 shoot windows out, whatever I got to do, I will gain entrance. I'm going in to do what I decided to do. Now, the only line of defense are your teachers, your front line in the trenches, the ones in the class with the kids. When they breach that door, bang, 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 we go to work. <clears throat> and that's the literally the only thing that's going to stop. Um, and we keep pushing that away, pushing that away, pushing that away. I agree with you, McKenzie. If, if the teacher doesn't feel comfortable but wants to be trained, let's train her, him, whoever it is. If they they are comfortable, let them be. If they don't want to be around it, don't be around it. But if everybody knew that there's a whole lot of guns that are carried around them each and every day, and they still feel safe because it's just they just don't know. I mean, ignorance is not bliss in any way, shape, or form. And I think it's how we we treat it a lot of times. But you put guns in the hands of the good guys, and this shit ceases. One of the comments in there was that 65 shooting at what was it uh, UT or somewhere um, that like an off-duty cop and some civilians who had <laughs> rifles in their trucks literally put that dude down. I I, I agree, and I think that the law enforcement should get a, 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 a you know recognition in responding in the time that they did to get the call, be there, gain access, do all that stuff. That's great, but if London Claire is one of those three, that 15 minutes was too fucking long. <clears throat> and all you had to have was a teacher inside, and I get to see my baby tonight. 15 minutes is too damn long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, when you talk about these people being armed, uh, somebody in the comment section mentioned that the uh, the trans killer shot the door out so they could get in. 
if you had teachers who were armed, the first time they start hearing gunshots going off, that's a that is a perpetrator out there shooting at a door. There's nobody getting shot at. It's a door at that point. Don't you think those people have enough time to at least peek out the door before a person even has a chance to get into a classroom and start mowing kids down? That's a literally a warning shot to all the, the armed teachers in that school. And even if it's just one or if it's the principal or whatever, maybe we hire better teachers. If we have a full staff that's too scared or not capable of handling guns, maybe we're hiring the wrong teachers for our schools. Because I'd like to think that I'd, if I was a teacher in a school, I would do anything I could to protect those children, even mm -hmm. if it meant doing that. And one thing that I hear all the time in a lot of the Second Amendment types of debates that I, whether it's a radio program or something like that, that I might get into is the other side telling me that we don't want our children to feel like they're in prisons because they're in a school that is hardened. Okay. Let me explain a couple of things. First of all, our schools and Congress, those are two completely gun-free zones, right? No guns allowed, at least not for you and me. Guess who's protected? Guess who gets $258 million a year to protect Congress with guns and secure that building and harden that building? I'm not talking about bringing them in there like January 6th and, and letting them tour the place. If somebody wants to go shoot up Congress, they ain't getting in there. They're not making it past the door. Why are we not doing that for our own children? Why are we okay with people in Congress paying themselves as much as they pay themselves and allocating money into a budget to protect them? They don't send their kids to these public schools. They don't send their, their kids to these soft targets. They send their kids to <clears throat> schools where armed security guards with AR-15s, I might add, not school resource officers, are standing at the doorway. If we're going to keep making the argument that, oh, we don't want our kids to feel like they're uh, behind enemy lines or they're in a battlefield or whatever, have we ever asked our kids that? Have we ever asked mm -hmm. our five-year-old? You guys have much younger kids. Have you ever asked your kid, okay, I'm going to give you two options. Let's do a, a, a multiple choice here. We're going to either give you, you tell me which one you feel safer in, A or B. We're either going to give you A, which is a school that has armed security guard at the front. We have metal detectors that the kids have to walk through. All the doors have to be, you have to be buzzed through. You have a card that you have to swipe to get into the school. Somebody has to let you in. Nobody can leave out of these doorways because they're always locked. Blah, blah, blah. All these things like that. Heck, I don't care. Put razor wire on top of the wall if you want to. Ask the kids if they would rather that or would you rather nothing and anyone with a gun can walk in and simply mow you down? Let the kids answer those questions. Let them determine whether or not they feel like they would rather be safe or uh, moving targets for somebody that wants to walk in off the streets and kill them. I think if, if we're going to use that as an argument, then let's hear from the kids. I'd be willing to bet any non-coached kid who's not coached by their parent to say the right thing is going to tell you, huh, I'll take the guy with the AR-15 and the full plate kitted, kitted out. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take A. I'd be willing to bet they'd all take that. Yeah. Mine would. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But and I we're speaking for our kids and that's not right. If we're going to speak yeah. the wrong way, we should be, we should truly be their proponent of safety. And I don't think we're doing a good enough jobs, uh, a job in general as parents to do that. We should be pushing harder for these schools to get hardened. Right. No, I agree. And someone made the comment, you know, where it starts at home and 
I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. And all we can do is do our own part because it's not going to be my kid. And it's so unfortunate that this does happen. Yep. It's so unfortunate. And, so- and it's so sad to know that. I mean, I'm talking 99% of the people that do this crazy stuff. They all have some sort of background and traumatic past, but also we all have some sort of story in a past. Yeah. So it's like, how do you argue that? But I just, I know it's not going to be my kid. So point it, what you're talking about, Paul, you have two, you know, trains of thought. Look just in the comments, fluffy bunny. I choose choice C, Abrams tanks for everyone, which I absolutely love as well. And then literally just the, the comment right above it, there's got to be a middle you know, ground. You described a prison. It, I, you know, I hate to say I disagree 100% wholeheartedly. Um, I don't think necessarily a prison. I've been to a lot of nice places that I felt safe in that weren't just all glass. I mean, if, if you slept in a glass room at night, I just almost venture to say you probably wouldn't feel safe. And that's what some classrooms look like. There's just just access everywhere. Just people can see in. Uh, I don't every see, I every don't school, remember. every school I've gone to, in, in our town that I go back to now, when we went, there were schools were on you know three four acres. The, the fields were all wide open for recess. You go there now, there's a there's a six foot fence around all of them. You know, mm-hmm. there there I don't think there are any that aren't fenced in. So they've, mm-hmm. they've closed off all the schools in our area for the most part, and they do all get buzzed in. And uh, resource officers at our public schools that me and Paul's kids are at, that's probably what in the last two or three years, uh, Paul, they put those in. Yeah. So you know, it hasn't, we, they haven't been there that long, you know, uh, or not on a permanent, not on an all day basis like they are now. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good that they have that, but I, there's been incidents at, at schools that, you know, that our kids go to that, you know, they've been locked down or they've had an issue. And, you know, so, you know, that the kids are used to that. I mean, kids are growing up today in a way that we don't know, you know, combined with everything, you know, their current situations, their, I mean, social media, the internet, they've, we didn't have that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, Kendall got back on the anxiety thing. You know, there's, there's so much more on a kid's mind these days. You know, we were worried about, where are we going to play baseball at today? And let's go swimming at so-and-so's house tonight. Like someone right. said, when they, when you used to want to find your friends, you'd ride around your bike all day and find out who, whose house had the most bikes in front of it. And that's where they all were. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, they, they don't have that now. A kid knows everything that their friends are doing right at the moment. And they may not be able to do it for some reason, or they got punished, they have a bad grades. Now they don't get to participate and they know all weekend or all that day that I missed out on this. Yeah. And I think that just freaks some of them out and they don't know how to deal with it. So, they don't because everything's accessible right at their fingertips. Everything is correct. a right now, a right now situation. Missing. Yeah. And so when they can't have that instant gratification, it's like their mind just freaks out. And then what do we do? We medicate them. And then what does that cause? It caused mentally unstable little human beings. Like they're growing up in a world where everything is like right now gratification and everything is so accepted that it's like, it's my way or the highway type thing. And I, I, a lot of it, I blame social media. Um, there's a, uh, there's actually a documentary. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Netflix and it goes over basically how us as a society and what, what social media has done to our brains basically, and how we, it has altered our brains and how we live our lives now compared to 20 years ago 
15 years ago, even because I graduated in 2010 and school still wasn't like that. We were just coming into like the Facebook phase, but my phone didn't have, I had a flip phone. Like it didn't have access to the internet. I had to get all my dial up at home and I had a 30 minute window to check my MySpace. And guess what? That was it. Like I had to go read a book. We still had a landline in my kitchen. I had to talk to everyone from my kitchen because it had a cord on it. Like the times are just so different and it's causing like, I mean, what you guys said, I don't know if Kendall said that, but the anxiety it's causing these kids to just overthink and just like freak out basically, basically because everything is so accessible right now. And their Mm -hmm. minds like Chad said are just going a million miles an hour because they're thinking of what's going on on TikTok, what's going on on Facebook, what's going on on Instagram, what their friends are doing, who's dating who, the Snapchat, who's bullying. I'm getting bullied here. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah, and I don't think that kids are not allowed to be mediocre anymore either. Um, Facebook has not allowed that. Facebook now, of course, giving everybody a trophy doesn't help. But I think that the fact that we, even the push to send everybody to college, you know, uh, people can't change spare tires anymore, but they can somehow or another tell you what formula or whichever. I just feel like in a lot of cases, we're, we're, we're making our kids think that they have to all be perfect. And none of them are perfect, just like none of us are perfect. But we, social media has made them all feel like they have to be perfect and then have to all be rock stars all the time. And you mm-hmm. can't be a rock star all the time. You know, the rock stars aren't rock stars all the time. Yeah, right. Well, you, I feel like sometimes you're, it's one or the other. Like you're either on one end of the spectrum where you're expected to be absolutely perfect and you're compared to everybody and the list is a mile long because of social media. And then on the other hand, we are congratulating and giving gold medals to just anyone who participates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're either, we either have to be perfect or we just get a slap on the back because we participated. And it's like, we're raising a bunch of <laughs> entitled, like, I, I don't yes, even know. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't know the proper terms mm-hmm. to even use at this point, but it's like this next generation honestly freaks me out. But I know that all I can do is raise my kid the way that I know how. One point I want to make about this particular shooting that I don't hear a lot of people talking about, and it's because I'm a caring person. I think I'm a inherently a decent person is that here we have a person who everyone has allowed to pretend to be a different gender. Now, this is not a knock on people who think they're a different gender. This is more a knock on the rest of society, allowing that to exist without calling it out. Because when you allow someone with a mental problem to coexist with everybody else and you never shine any light on it, never try to get them help, they're never going to get help. They're just not going to. They're stuck in a rut. I think that we as society, whether it's family members, uh, friends, um, you know, people, our classmates at school, coworkers, if you see somebody who's having a mental breakdown and something's not right, most good people are going to do what they can to try to talk to them to get them help. But yet we've been convinced that we're supposed to accept the mentally unstable people who think they're a different gender. And we shouldn't do that because they're not mentally right and they need help. And I'm speaking from trying the, the point of trying to help these people instead of letting them be who they are. That's fine. I mean, if somebody thinks he's a, a bird or something like that, you know, you can do it in a, in a nice kind of way to get them help, to allow them to kind of get back grounded to reality. If these people, are, I feel like there's two different types of trans people out there. They're the ones who think it's super cool because the media and society has made it so cool 
to now if you're a boy think that you're a girl to if you're 12 year uh, a 12 year old girl to lop off your breast in a, in a surgery because you somehow another want to you know wear flannel and have a boy's haircut you know those are phases we shouldn't be allowing that and encouraging that all we're doing is perpetuating these people who truly have I hate to say it, a screw loose. I think everybody in our family has had somebody that's got a screw loose. I'm, I mean, I know I have. So yeah. I, my point is we should be looking out for those people. Anyone in my family or my close circles, whether it was school or whichever, that I saw something wasn't right, you don't have to call them out in front of everybody. I'm not telling you shine mm-hmm. a light on them in front of a gym, you know, in a gym full of people. Pull them aside and talk to them. Hey, man, is everything all right? You know, you need something? You want to come by the house later and chill or whatever? I mean, have a conversation off the record or something like that to truly try to help these people. You don't have to call them out and shame them. But at the same time, don't just ignore them. Kids these days are very good at hiding, whether if they feel suicidal or depressed. Um, I think, and it's, uh, so say if uh, someone says, hey, I'm going to the doctor today because I have a stomach ache. Okay, cool. I hope you feel better. But if a kid says, hey, I'm going to see a psychiatrist today for my mental well-being, someone's like, oh, well, why are you doing that? Right. So they really shouldn't. It should be the same. They're getting help for what they feel bad for. But there's still that there's that, um, you know, people just don't like to talk about that. But you're right. People do need to step up. And if you see something with a friend and say, hey, you know, you need to talk to me or is there someone else you need to talk to? Mm-hmm. And schools have really good support these days, at least the ones I've dealt with. You know, they all have good counselors. They're they're looking for this stuff now. So they're actually actually paying attention and and talking to the kids and, and working with them. And they know the kids that might have some issues or problems and are, and are going through different things. But still, it's, you know, it's getting them to talk about it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It is true. Uh, I don't know. Well, guys, I think. <laughs> We think we need to wrap things up here. Um, I would like to point out that um, uh, please, those of you who've watched us on Legally Armed America tonight, if you would go follow on uh, Think Town podcast, also on YouTube, uh, we do have a, a channel out there that we're building. And before too long, we'll only show this out there. And we actually, a lot of people went and subscribed to it today. I think I told Chad earlier that uh, during my podcast earlier on Legally Armed America, I was sending people over there and we had 30 something new subs just this afternoon. So I appreciate you guys that went over there and did that. A lot of you came into the comment section and told me that you did. And I, I'm appreciative of that. Um, I guess the, the lesson I'd like to leave everybody with is that, you know, we're we're here in many cases. I'm talking about people in general. I don't think we're put on this earth to do wrong to one another. Uh, I'm not a kumbaya kind of guy either. But at the same time, um, when somebody does something wrong, I feel like that person is evil to the core. And I'm not one that will make excuses. Just like I stated earlier, I think accountability is a very big thing. Um, I got my ass whipped a lot of times as a kid from my parents and earned every single butt whipping that I got. I knew that. I knew when I was getting my ass tore up that I earned that. Um, And I knew that it was something stupid that I had done. But at the same time, I think that we also have a responsibility to try to help other people out. And even if it's not politically correct, like in this case, it would not have been politically correct if you were to have called this shooter out for not being right. And I think that sometimes we have to do the right thing instead of trying to do the acceptable mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I think in, in this case, a lot of people probably let this situation uh, metastasize because they didn't want to be the uncool person and 
and call this person out or try to get them help because it wasn't the socially acceptable thing because now all of a sudden it had become socially acceptable to let somebody be mentally wrong and not call mm -hmm. them out on it. So uh, unfortunately, I think we have to step outside the society's comfort zone, maybe not necessarily our own, but society's comfort zone and do the difficult things sometimes and help somebody out that really needs help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think we're going to roll out of here. Uh, Chad, Kendall, McKenzie, really appreciate you guys. Uh, a lot of good dialogue on this, a uh, good conversation. And I appreciate all y'all's input. Um, hopefully we can carry this over. If you guys will share this video uh, on all of your social medias, I think it was a really good conversation. Um, I'd like to see the comments on this. Um, don't forget, you can always share this video after the live stream on all of your other social medias out there. And you can still comment on it. So if you have friends that want to go back and watch this and what we talked about and add their two cents, tell them to do so and put their comments in there. Uh, we do our best to try to go out there and comment on the, uh, or respond to the comments. So do that as well. Cause we'd like to go out there and visit with you guys through the comment section as well and keep this conversation going, uh, on yeah. behalf of Chad, Kendall and McKenzie, if you guys don't have anything else, uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I'll, I'll say one last thing. Um, at the end of all of this, I do want to, send my hugs, my prayers, my love, and my condolences to everyone involved in Nashville. 100%. So with that being said, thank you guys. All right, folks, you have a good evening.